Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We unpacked it for you and we told you that meditation is not eastern meditation where a person from the buddhist and hindu they empty their mind and just whatever comes in that is not at all what the scripture says notice psalms 119 let's review just a little bit the writer of psalms david says this i meditate on your precepts on the word of god and i consider notice how you're thinking This is your mindset. In many places in the Bible, God tells you that his thinking process is quite different from your thinking process. What you think is important many times is of no consequence to God because he can see the entire range of what could happen. He's in the perfect position to know what the best course of action is. Pastor Mark will be reminding you in his teaching today of this important fact. He's also teaching about the need for you to learn to know how God thinks. This is done by reading the Bible and spending time contemplating what's being said. This way you can be sure to be aligned with what God's will is for your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he begins his message, How to Control Our Thinking. You turn to Philippians chapter 4. I noticed something in Ocala looking at the paper day before yesterday. Here's what they said in Ocala. They said they're having trouble with counterfeit money all over Ocala. So they asked the people in the stores, watch to see if that money is counterfeit that you're receiving. Well, you know how a person learns the counterfeit from the real. It's they don't spend time with the counterfeit. They spend time with the real. When you spend time with the real money, a real passport, and there's a lot of those kind of counterfeiting going around the world. They have all kind of things that they do when you travel. I do a lot of travel, and they'll look at that. So we're going to learn today how to recognize a wrong thought that comes from Satan. See, our minds are bombarded all the time with thoughts. Well, how do I know that's really a godly thought? Is that something that God wants me to think about? So we're going to learn from the Apostle Paul really how to do that. Now, you've turned to Philippians 4.8. We learned this truth. There's a link between thinking and living. Let's read Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, Paul writes, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or if it's praiseworthy, think, think about 
such things. See, Paul says there's a connection between our thinking and eventually what we become. Now, we know that's a principle from the Word of God. Notice the verse, Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What we think, we become. What we think, we become. Our thoughts determine who we are and then how we live. Thoughts always precede action. That's what that verse simply means. So, we learn that we can actually think like God. The scripture says it like this. You and I can have the mind of Christ. To get those kind of thinking, we talked about this term called meditate. And we unpacked it for you, and we told you that meditation is not Eastern meditation, where a person from the Buddhist and Hindu, they empty their mind and just whatever comes in. That is not at all what the scripture says. Notice Psalms 119. Let's review just a little bit. The writer of Psalms, David, says this. I meditate on your precepts, on the word of God, and I consider, notice, how you're thinking. This is your mindset. So meditation simply means this. The act of focusing one's thoughts, pondering on it, thinking about it, reading it with a little thoughtfulness, and lingering over God's word. The word meditation, really in the original, it simply means to mutter. It really means to say it again, and you're thinking about it. So here's what I want want you to write this morning. Biblical meditation results in thinking like God. That's the way we learn to think the way God thinks. And his thoughts are always pure. They're always right. They're always filled with wisdom. Now, we gave you an illustration of that, that meditation is a little bit like a sponge. When we open the scripture to a passage, and just a few verses, when you take a look at a passage, a few verses, maybe a chapter, a half chapter, whatever, you can meditate in that, and you kind of soak in it. You begin to think about it. That takes a little bit of time. Now, there's all kinds of ways to read the Bible, study the Bible. I want to encourage you. I know some of you like the one-year Bible, and I think it's great. You read six or seven chapters, three in the old, four in the new, whatever, and you go through it. Here's the danger. An hour after you've done seven chapters, if somebody says to you, well, like what's soaked into your mind? Uh, I did seven chapters. <laughs> well, that's about right. That's about right. See, you gave no time for it to soak in. It's like a one-minute shower versus soaking in a tub. Does that make sense to you? So, what I would encourage you to do... Now, if you can read seven chapters and you can meditate, go for it. Most of us don't have time. So take a smaller passage of Scripture and ask God as you ponder it and think about it, well, is that the way I'm living? Is God saying to me in this verse that there's a sin that I need to confess? Or there's an attitude that isn't right in my life? Or there's a challenge of faith here that I see that I'm not... See, it doesn't take an hour. Take 15, 20 minutes. 
just meditate in it. And then the next thing as you begin to do that, notice the next principle I want you to write. Right thinking is a result of daily meditation on the Word of God. We don't leave our minds blank. We meditate on the Word of God. We just don't sit and go, hmm. No, we meditate on the Word of God. So that meditation helps to change my thinking into God's thinking. Because the Bible is God's mind to us. You want to know how God thinks? There it is. You don't go to a church. You don't go to a pastor. You go to God's word. This is the very mind of God. These are the precepts and the principles of how God thinks. Not only how to get to heaven. Not only how to raise your children. Not only how to be a good moral person. A fun person to have a great outlook on life. But simply how to do life in every single way, shape, or form. Anything we need to know about life is here. Now, godly thinking does not come naturally. Godly thinking does not come naturally. Now, as I told you a few minutes ago, I want you to get a book. It's called Mind the Gap. You see, there's a gap between my thinking and God's thinking. And that gap is filled in by three enemies that all of us face. I'm body, soul, and spirit. When I became a Christian, my spirit was saved. That's the part that's going to live forever. But I was left with my body. And I was left with my mind, will, and emotions. My mind, my will, and my emotions. And I have an old sin nature in me. Let's just review quickly the three enemies I have about thinking right. What do you mean, Pastor Mark? Right thinking doesn't come naturally to us. Well, it doesn't. Here's why. I have three enemies. First, I have Satan. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't believe that there's a real person called Satan or the devil. Already, you're lost. Because he's already deceived you. He is a real person. You're going to see today, Jesus talks to him. He's a real person. And he is known as the father of lies. His natural way to speak is always lying. And then we have the world system. It squeezes us into its mold. It's just way of thinking. We'll talk about that in a few moments. And then I have that old sinful nature inside of me. And my sinful nature is really focused on two things. Kind of sensual things and always selfish things. You see, when you got married, guess what? There's only one remote. You can't believe all the marriage counseling we do with one remote. See, before you got married, there wasn't anybody else grabbing. You did what you wanted to do with it. Now that you're married, Well, Pastor Mark, we just buy another TV and she goes to the other room. Yeah, that's why you got married, correct? So you can be separate. No. So we have that old sin nature and it finds its way so often into our lives. Now, I want you to turn to Romans chapter 8. Because you will see that these three enemies stop us from thinking like God. And then that means I don't live like Jesus. As I think... I become. In Romans chapter 8, watch 
the deal about the mind. You'll see the mind everywhere here. Paul is writing this. Notice what he says. Those who live according to their sinful nature, that old sinful nature that's in us, have their minds set on what that nature desires. See, the mind sets the course of action. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit, not my old sin nature, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. And then we have the outcome of this thinking. Look at verse 6. The mind of the sinful man or woman is death. Eventually, separation from God forever, a place called hell. But the mind, here's a key word because we're getting ready to spend much of our teaching today on this word. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Satan wants to control our thinking. But the only successful lifestyle is letting God help me to control my thinking. Now, how does that work? Easy. I have for you Romans chapter 12. Paul also wrote this. And let's just dissect it. I did it in the message just to kind of give you another translation. You can't doctrinally go by the message Bible, but it has some neat things just to think about. Notice what Paul says. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Did you ever hear this term? It's a no-brainer. Well, what does that mean? It's just natural. That's exactly what the world wants to do. Our natural way of thinking isn't spiritual. I don't think like God naturally. So don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. It squeezes us in to its thinking. Let me give you an illustration. You begin to think about it. When we turn the Super Bowl on, okay, is there any advertisers that have as their goal to squeeze us into their way of thinking? Hello. Anybody? How many million for a commercial? Every single one of them. And by the way, some of the gals will be dressed a little different. And it isn't for you gals. It's for the guy sitting next to you. Don't just go, Don't let it just, you you just squeeze you in without even thinking. Mm -hmm. That's what it's doing. Let's read on. Bring your mind back from the Super Bowl now. Bring it right on back. Instead, now you're going to hear me use this word a number of times this morning. Be intentional. Don't be squeezed without thinking. It's not a no-brainer. Instead, fix your attention. You have to think about it. Fix your attention on God and you will be changed from the, did we sing it today or not? From the inside out. How does religion want to change us? From the outside. You got to dress a certain way. You got to look a certain way. You got to have hair done a certain way. You got to do this a certain way. Forget it. God wants to change us from the inside. And the way he does that 
is through thinking. Now, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Let's finish the verse. Here we go. Unlike the culture around you, which is the world system, it's ruled by Satan, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God, on the other hand, brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Here's what I want you to write. God wants to transform our thinking, and he does that transformation by meditating on the word of God. That's what Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says. As we meditate on the word of God, our mind is transformed. The old to the new. The old to the new. And I do that by obviously paying attention to the word of God. You'll see how important that is in a moment. Now, turn with me, Old Testament, Joshua chapter 1. Old Testament, Joshua chapter 1. And we'll look at verse 8. Now let's see if you can understand what we're going to talk about. Joshua chapter 1. What happened is Moses was leading the children of Israel into the promised land. But he died. So God comes to Joshua, who was second in command. And God says to Joshua, you're the man. You're the man. By the way, ladies, if you want to get good flowers on Valentine's Day, somewhere during the next week, say to your guy, you're the man, man. You're, you're the man. <laughs> Come on, turn around, it's fair play. So you'll get a nice set of flowers. All right. Bring your mind back here again. Okay, here we go. God says, Joshua, take them in. Take these two million people across the Jordan into the promised land. Now, as he's talking to Joshua, we know that something's wrong with Joshua's thinking. Because three times, three, not once, three times God has to come back to Joshua. In these eight verses, three times God has to come back to Joshua and say this. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Now, why does he have to say it three times? Because Joshua's thinking is wrong. And he keeps thinking wrong. Now, I don't know if there's any correlation with this, but how many enemies do we have? Huh? Three. And how many times does God say, be strong and courageous? Whoa, maybe. What was wrong with Joshua's thinking? Let me just give you an idea. You can't prove it from the Bible, but it could make very much common sense. Number one, Satan is our enemy. Satan could have been lying to Joshua. Joshua, you were in that land. There's giants all over the place. Now, I know you thought 40 years ago you can do it, but you'll never do it. And so all of a sudden, Satan begins lying to Joshua, and Joshua starts getting a little fearful. I'm 40 years later. Second, the world system. What were the world system there? Well, the children of Israel were very much like the world. They would be like God, and two days later, they'd be like the world. They'd get squeezed into the mold. They'd make a little god of gold and worship. So some of these Israelites would probably saw Joshua over there, and Joshua's looking at the Jordan kind of thinking, and they come up to him and go like, Joshua, what are you thinking, man? He says, well, God's going to take us across this river into the... You mean where all them enemies are? You mean where those walled cities are? Joshua, our parents tried that 40 years ago. They're all dead. Didn't work. It ain't going to work now. So Joshua's going, whoa, Satan says we can't do it. The people that I'm supposed to lead, how can I lead people that are fearful? Man, I'm getting mad. And third, our old sin nature. Some of you 
have a mindset this morning that comes from your past. We'll talk about that mind grid. I believe that Joshua probably began to speak to himself. You ever talk to yourself? Say yes, you do. Here's what Joshua probably said to himself. I'm not Moses. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm great as a second in command. I'm not like a first in command guy. Now, God knew all three of those wrong thoughts. So what does he have to say to him? Three times. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Could it be this morning that God has asked you to do something? And you're arguing with him from the listening to the devil to your own flesh? I don't really want to do that. Into the world squeezing you into its mold. Look how God ends this conversation. Look at verse 8. As you read verse 8, here's what God's saying. Joshua, transform your thinking. Quit thinking wrong. Look what he says. Study this book of instruction continually. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Meditate on it, Joshua, day and night. Get into the Word of God. Listen to what I've said. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Now, Joshua, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Now, how do I know that he wasn't? Notice the next word. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Maybe you're here this morning. Uh, one of our campuses, you're discouraged. You're depressed. Here's what God says to you this morning. Quit thinking wrong. I live in you. The outlook is fantastic. Change your thinking. Quit thinking about all that's wrong and be intentional about all that's right. Notice what he says at the last verse. Because I will always be with you. He's with you this morning. Quit your thinking that's wrong. That's what God is saying to Joshua. Quit being fearful. What are you fearful about? It's going to be okay. You see, one of the things I'm fearful about is sitting in coach tomorrow. And there'll be everybody on all sides of me. And I'll be like this for the next 27 hours. So God just says to me, get used to it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so pray for me, okay? See, this is good for all of us, amen? This is good for all of us. Now, so I want you to write the first thing down, then I got one more key today. Here we go. Principle number one, God wants to renew our minds. And he does that, obviously, by meditating on the word of God. But there's more. It's just not the renewing of our mind. Paul's going to give us another huge principle. Write it down, and then we'll turn there and unpack it. Principle number two. God commands us to control our thoughts. We, with his help, have to learn to control our thinking. In today's message, Pastor Mark reminded you that your mind is a battleground. What you decide to spend your time thinking about will influence how you live your life. You were told about the importance of biblical meditating, spending time intentionally reading and pondering God's Word. This is the way to defeat your main enemies, 
Satan, the world system, and your own natural desires. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching how to control your thinking. He will continue to speak about the importance of having your mind converted from worldly patterns of thought to a godly thinking process. You will learn more about God's principles concerning taking control of what you think about and how to act like authentic Christ followers. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.